What's up, SoySat fam? It's your boy Miguel here coming at you with another podcast. I know it's been a while since we did our last one. Uh, we've been kind of going between back and forth between YouTube and Spotify for our, our podcast. But we got some information to put out this week. I know there's not a lot of soccer going on, but before we begin with all that, I really hope that you guys are doing well, are doing safe with this whole pandemic situation. Of course, we're all praying for a solution soon so life can return back to normal or at least as close to normal as it was before. Of course, all of us are missing soccer here at the Soy Sav. Uh, Benji and I, of course, are missing seeing y'all out there at Toyota Field and at the UPSO uh, soccer pitches and all the other pitches around uh, the town. So um, there's a lot going on here in the past couple of days. There's been a lot of breaking developments in terms of USL Players Association and a battle brewing with the USL itself. UPSL uh, has also announced that they will be returning here as soon as June, in the middle of June, and also San Antonio FC has some news in terms of the academy and its youth players and where they will be playing uh, this upcoming season uh, as soon, of course, as everything clears after the the demise of the Development Academy. So let's start everything off. We're going to start off quick here with the USL. There is a battle brewing right now between the USL and the USL Players Association. So with the whole pandemic situation, the USL is still looking forward to possibly and it's looking very slim right now, possibly playing a full season um, and making up the 34-game schedule. So right now, if the schedule had gone through, the 2020 season had gone uh, as planned, we'd be right now around week 11. I think we'd be coming up for the 11th game right now uh, for most teams. They'd be sitting around that 11th, 12th match of the season. So if, say, the season were to start today, um, you would have to make up 11 matches throughout from now until pretty much November. So you're already looking at crunch time as we're wrapping up May going into June. And of course, the USL still has not announced uh, what day they plan to resume the season. So this is a little bit of background on what's going on as we talk about the USL Players Association and the pay cuts that are that are looming. Um, there has been some reports, uh, even though nothing has been official yet, that the USL is actually looking at maybe doing something regional, breaking up the uh, the conferences into more divisional uh, type play, maybe have a modified season. No word on how many games will be played or if it's going to be like a regular season format, round robin, a playoff thing. Uh, no word on that at all. So we don't really know um, the exact details of what the USL is planning, but I'm pretty sure they're coming up with contingency plans. Uh, in terms of what to do so we can have some sort of 2020 season. Um, of course, the season has to, by my understanding, has to be done by November 30th. That's when most of the player contracts are up. Um, and of course, you have Thanksgiving weekend you're going to throw in there. So theoretically, I would say the, the, the USL championship, whatever final we have this year, would probably have to happen around the 15th of November. So that's what you're looking at. Um, so going into the uh, the proposed pay cuts that the USL um, has come up with. So we first started getting reports on May 11th. Uh, the USLPA, uh, the Players Association, actually posted something on their social media saying that the USL had proposed some pay cuts and they were working with the USL to see what they can do. And then reports came out saying that the USL was actually proposing huge pay cuts across the board um, and something as high as 80% pay cut for certain players that were making over $1,000 a month. Now, keep in mind that the USL has zero minimum wage criteria for its players. So a lot of these players don't make a lot of money. A lot of these players are actually making less than what would be a minimum wage. Like, you know, you're looking at 
barely being able to afford to pay bills, uh, rent or anything like that. I'm sure that, you know, a lot of these clubs actually do provide housing uh, throughout the season for for these players. But then again, they're they're making very little bit of money in hopes of that they can get a bigger contract, especially these younger players in terms of making a bigger contract or moving on to maybe Major League Soccer or playing overseas and making a little bit more money um, and and going up that ladder. So it's a it's a really tough situation right now because you also have to understand from the USL standpoint, from the club standpoint, uh, that a lot of these clubs operate in the red, which means that they're not making a whole lot of money, um, you know, or very few teams are making a profit uh, with the USL. So unless they have like a large uh, fan base, like your New Mexico's uh, that you know have thirteen thousand. Um, or some or some of the clubs on the East Coast that, you know, they get some good attendance. You know, uh, San Antonio here, we average about 88,000 or so uh, per game. But a lot of these clubs don't make money. So a lot of these clubs are operating actually at a deficit or in the red, as you want to call it. So um, it's, it's a tough situation for both the USL clubs and the USL players because right now, we like I stated before, we'd be about 11 games into the season right now. So you're looking at that. Obviously, however much money they make from concession stands and, you know, dollar beer nights and, you know, the people go into these matches. So all that money so far hasn't been made this season at all by USL. Um, USL, for the most part, has been very optimistic. Um, they haven't really, um, you know, done any damage control or, you know, or anything like that. So they're actually talking about expansion. If you've been on their Twitter or social media pages recently or their website, I mean, they're talking about expansion with new teams. I mean, they just announced about the USL uh, Academy League with the youth system, um, you know, and things of that nature. So um, USL is pretty optimistic. They're still looking forward to playing a full season. I doubt that that will happen, especially as we're going in, rolling into June. Many of the teams are not are not training at their facility yet. A few have. Um, I've seen like the Phoenix and uh, I believe Tulsa here on the West, uh, the Western Conference. Um, they've been doing some minimal training, small group training, obviously with the whole social distancing and taking safety precautions. But the training is only just to keep these players in some sort of physical shape. It's not really to get them match ready per se um, at this time. So there is a little bit of hope. There's a little bit of progress um, in terms of getting the players back to the field in terms of training. But as of right now, not all USL clubs are on the same level. It's very few clubs actually right now that are doing the training. So going back to the USLPA uh, battle. So they, the USL announced that they wanted to make their, their cuts across the board and the U S U S players association actually countered that on believe the 19th of May. Uh, Yes, it was the 19th of May. So they came up with three, three counter proposal items. So one was that the league would be matching the player salary cuts Number two, that the club's uh, agreement to a minimum salary of $20,000 beginning next season in 2021. And number three, the league agreeing to increase its bargaining frequency to every 14 days until a collective bargaining agreement is reached. So on the same day, uh, the USL came out with their own statement saying, and in part, um, that they will continue to approach each conversation with optimism, hope, and good faith. We also appreciate the sentiment of hashtag stand with the players, understand the importance, and look forward to, on the behalf of our clubs and owners, continuing discussions for both the short-term economic relief as well as a larger collective bargaining process. So really, it was just a statement from the USL. There was really no headway or any solution made on, on the 19th of May. 
And that's pretty much where we stand as of today. So I did mention the hashtag with uh, stand with the players. looks like the USL is being supportive of that uh, as the players um, are in a union now with the USLPA. And many of them have posted on their social media uh, hashtag stand with the players with the USLPA's counter proposal to the USL. So what does that mean moving forward? It's a good thing for the USL players because they needed this representation. The USLPA has been around for a little bit over a year. This is really their first major test um, in terms of a player association and a union to represent the players, the first major battle um, in terms of player salary and well-being. So I'm pretty sure this is first of many um, for the USL, um, but this one is a huge battle um, looking forward. And this is regardless of the pandemic and everything that's going on currently. This is for long term, uh, a long term solution for USL players so they can be protected and have some sort of uh, comf- comfortable economic situation for themselves. So uh, $20,000 uh, minimum pay doesn't sound like much, um, but you're looking at players that are, are lower tier. Also, keep in mind, it's pretty reasonable because, again, a lot of these clubs in the USL do not make that much money. Majority of these uh, the team uh, players on the team are on USL contracts or young players are coming out of high school or just recently out of college or coming from overseas, as we've seen some of the players here with San Antonio FC are coming from overseas. So they're they're coming just barely making those first steps into uh, the professional soccer pyramid here in the United States. And of course, they're looking for bigger contracts down the road with either Major League Soccer or playing professional somewhere else. So these are good steps for the USLPA. Um, of course, the USL may accept those uh, 100%. They may come back with another counter proposal and maybe try to meet towards the middle. Um, we'll have to wait and see. So that's where we're at right now with the USLPA and the USL in terms of uh, the pay cuts and the battle to to get some sort of uh, wage, uh, at least a minimum salary going and protect the players in terms of pay. And um, yeah, it's just if you follow all the social media, you can follow us on soystaff.com. Uh, wrote an article there earlier that kind of breaks it down a little bit into more detail. Now, could it affect the season going on even after, uh, let's say, uh, 2020, we get uh, cleared from all this pandemic stuff and, and the USL is actually able to return to play? If this is still an ongoing situation, will will the players do some sort of strike or will they not decide not to play as a union uh that that kind of we have to wait and see so it's all speculation right now there's there's no no talk of strike or anything like that so don't 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 twist my words and don't start saying that hey the players are about to go on strike because they're not getting paid Um, i'm pretty sure there will be a solution between both the league and the players coming soon and we'll keep you posted on all that of course follow us on soystaff.com for all the latest on not only that but all soccer related news in and around san antonio so moving on with that being done, our second topic of the day is going to be the UPSL. UPSL a couple days ago announced that they want to start on June 20th, the spring season. Of course, yes, we are going into the summer by then, but uh, the spring season actually was supposed to start around the April timeframe for the UPSL. And there are some states, not the entire league, of course, will be playing, but there are some states that looks like have been cleared to play to start at around that time frame. So we're looking at... Um, from the official statement from the UPSL, looks like uh, the UPSL spring 2020 season will commence in a condensed format starting Saturday, June 20th, and and incorporating only the states, counties, and municipalities where organized soccer is allowed. Uh, we're optimistic that we will 
play that play will be permitted in Florida, Texas, Georgia, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, Idaho, and South Carolina. Other states will be subject to ongoing developments and all locations are subject to change at very short notice. So this is still a very delicate situation. Obviously, we're still, again, elephant in the room. The pandemic is still going on, um, you know, in terms of what the CDC says, other government officials and and safety and all that, whatever their, their advice is, is what UPSO is going to go off of. So as right now, it looks like things are starting to kind of calm down a little bit. Obviously, we have to still... Again, delicate situation. We have to wait and see how how things happen as the summer progress and more people get out um, in terms of that. So things could change. But right now, the UPSL is very optimistic to play. Obviously, Texas was mentioned. We have some local teams that are looking forward to playing here in the in the spring season, starting here June 20th. Uh, of course, you know, the San Antonio Runners have, have announced that they started their training session. We've uh, Rivertown FC up here in San, uh, right up the road in San Marcos has also started some training sessions as well. So it looks like some of these teams are at least starting to prepare uh, just a little bit in under a month uh, for the beginning of a season. Now, UPSO, usually when teams make the playoffs, they go all the way to a national final, usually played in Los Angeles. That will not happen this year. There is a ten thousand uh, dollar reward or or championship reward that you get at the end of the season. So basically, uh, instead of that, the regional champions are basically I guess are going to split that money in the in terms of the leagues uh, and conferences that do play in the UPSL. So the prize money, of course, it says in order to avoid air travel, there will be no national finals uh, for this particular season for the spring twenty twenty. That's what they're talking about. The ten thousand dollar prize money will be shared among the regional champions after the final games are played on Labor Day weekend. So it looks like the season will run from June 20th all the way through Labor Day weekend. Uh, They are looking to run a 10-game regular season ending the weekend of August 22nd, 23rd, followed by two weekends of playoff competition, the second of those being the regional finals on the weekend of September 5th through 7th. One participating division uh, and once... Sorry, once the participating divisions and teams are known, the playoff structure and the season schedule will be released this will occur no later than Thursday, June 11th. So looks like around June 11th or hopefully a little bit earlier, we'll find out the schedule for the UPSL. Of course, we'll be in contact with the UPSL for more information or we'll be monitoring their website. Of course, any any statement or releases that they made and we'll keep you posted on all the latest. So it looks like soccer is returning in some sort, form, shape or fashion sooner than we thought in terms of uh, at least in the semi-professional level with the UPSL. So we're definitely happy to see that. Of course, again, very delicate situation. So we're hoping that things stay as they are and things start to trend towards the better half um, in terms of what we've been going through these past couple months. So definitely looking forward to that. Again, we'll keep you posted on everything going on in the latest with the UPSL and, of course, everything else going on with soccer. So last topic I want to cover today is San Antonio FC, of course, uh, their youth academy, of course, we're playing in the development academy uh, for the past couple seasons. They announced on May 13th that the SAFC Pro Academy now joins Major League Soccer's elite player development platform, which is huge news. Uh, there are about 65 youth clubs that are be the founding members of this MLS Academy, if you want to call that for short. Uh, it's an elite player development foundation. A new platform will include more than 8,000 players throughout the U.S. and Canada will consist of an elite year-round competition as well as player identification initiatives, coaching education opportunities, and additional programs to create a premier development uh, environment. So 
Uh, it looks like where they're the what the MLS is doing is they're trying to take off where the development academy uh, stopped or may have failed in some of its aspects um, in terms of what some of the critics of the DA thought. So it looks like uh, they are play developing players here for the future in terms of the national team for the men's and women's. Um, something I'm really looking forward to, of course, of course, the men's national team is in shambles right now. Um, you know, the women, of course, have been winning recently, but they have their own uh, challenges that they have to face um, uh, in the meantime. But in terms of the future of U.S. soccer, especially focusing on the men, um, again, we have not, you know, quick recap. If you haven't followed U.S. men's soccer, we missed the last World Cup in 2018. We haven't qualified for the last two Olympics. Uh Olympic qualification was supposed to happen in March of this year for Japan, uh, for the Tokyo Olympics in 2021. Of course, that hasn't happened yet. There's been no dates for Olympic qualifying. We're in a tough group with Mexico in Olympic qualifying, a very tough Mexico team that looks like they're going to have a very bright future. And uh, so we don't really know the situation of the U.S. men's national team. So the, at least looking towards the future, we we're looking at something that maybe could be a positive, uh, having the MLS actually run these academies and San Antonio FC is part of it now. So, uh, I know coach, uh, Nick Evans made a statement too, that he said that our, uh, he was very happy in terms of, of being part of this MLS, uh, elite youth development program. He's a, uh, Nick Evans in part said our, our club is committed to develop development of our city's youth players and committed to the development of growth of the game nationally. We value greatly the level of competition from within our region, and this will help enhance our players' development experience. So uh, right now, what it looks like is that they're going to break it down into regions. So you'll probably see San Antonio FC plays the likes of like FC Dallas uh, on a more um, more occasional, or not occasional, but on a more regular basis, maybe the Houston Dynamo teams and some of the other teams that are involved here inside the state of Texas, and I believe also in Oklahoma as well. There's, I think, one or two clubs in Oklahoma that joined the MLS uh, Academy uh, League. So I think we're looking forward to that one. Uh, I'm very optimistic about what the MLS is doing in terms of the youth. Uh, I think San Antonio FC has a good uh, foundation there uh, with already with what they've built with the DA. Of course, we've already seen the likes of like Lilio Torres, uh, Ethan Bryant, uh, Joe Gallegos, and, and we have a couple other kids that are coming up that hopefully we get to see them with the first, with the main team here coming up in the next season or two, maybe around 2021, 2022. You might start seeing more homegrown players uh, coming in uh, with San Antonio FC, and I think they're going to be very good qual quality players. Of course, you mix in some experienced players with them, and you may, San Antonio FC may be in a position where they could have uh, a team that instead of been battling for playoff, the bottom of the playoff uh, contention here the past couple of years, being that top upper echelon of elite USL clubs, and then who knows what the future holds from there. So that pretty much wraps up the podcast for today. I appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to listen to us. Uh, I, I definitely love every single one of you guys that support us and watches our watches our podcast or listen to us on Spotify, read our articles, uh, you know, interact with us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Instagram. Uh, and we're even on TikTok, even though we haven't posted in a while. But if you have a TikTok account, go check it out. We're on at Soysaf uh, underscore TV. We've been uh, posting goals there and some pretty cool videos, especially the high school and college realm. Uh, goals have been submitted to us. Um, and one final word, too, as well, before I let y'all go. Uh, 
Uh, we are running a sim tournament right now. Uh, it, it's a simulated tournament, just a, a little something, a little fun that we wanted to have since the UIL couldn't play the state finals or the state playoffs here this year. Uh, we did uh, earlier last week, we did one for the 6A boys, the three districts here in the San Antonio area, which was those 26, 6A, 27, 6A, and 28, 6A, just the top 16 teams. Uh, Lee came out on top, of course. Uh, you know, they were the the team that, that won our sim tournament. There was a, a couple of notables as well. Um, so just shout out to, uh, to uh, John Jay. Uh, they, they came in ranked 11th in our tournament and actually made it pretty far, uh, as well as Churchill. Churchill uh, made it all the way to the final, and then they lost, they lost out to Lee in our simulated tournament. So right now we're doing the girls 6A. Again, it's the San Antonio area schools. Our, uh, our top four right now is Madison, uh, New Braunfels Canyon, uh, S.A. Clark and then a Lee. So those are our top four teams right now. If you want to see where they landed or where they've been in, and we had day one of our tournament today, the first round happened today. I actually posted the results on soysaf.com. Go ahead and check it out. Hopefully it's just for fun again. I said, you know, just a little something since we actually couldn't have an actual UIL playoff system or a state final. Uh, at least get the San Antonio area schools in and just kind of maybe, uh, you know, boast for, for bragging rights in terms of our sim tournament. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed that. We're also going to do 5A boys and girls in the coming weeks. So follow us for that. Uh, we're just trying to show some love for the high school kids here, especially for the seniors that are graduating this year and are moving on to college. Uh, we just want to say congratulations to y'all, to the seniors. Unfortunately, I wish we could have got could have gotten to see y'all graduate, uh, you know, in the traditional sense. But in terms, this is just a blip on the radar of life. Um, if you guys are moving on to college, we wish you all the best in university. Or if you're moving on to the military, uh, you know, we wish you all the best there. Whatever you decide to do in your life, you have you have many, many years ahead of you. And again, here at the Soysat family, we wish all the, the class of 2020, every single senior, whether you played soccer or another sport or you didn't play any sport, if you're watching this, uh, we just want to say congratulations. We wish you the very best. The future is very bright for y'all. And some of you will be, uh, you know, will make some positive changes here in the community, San Antonio, and hopefully make some positive changes here in the world. So with all that being said, let's wrap it up for real this time. Again, SoySaf fam, I love you guys. Uh, take care. Be safe out there. Make sure to continue washing your hands. Put the face mask on if you have to. Remember, practice social distancing. Let's We're all in this together. Let's continue flattening the curve. Let's continue bringing it down. So like that, hopefully, our life can return back to normal. I would love to be back on the pitch, uh, taking pictures at San Antonio FC and just traveling around and seeing soccer games at the college, high school, UPSL level, whatever it may be. I just miss soccer games, as, sure, as I'm sure most of you guys do, too. I would love to see you guys out there at Toyota Field at the tailgates again and on the pitch, just screaming for the local club, for SAFC, for the club and crest. Again, love you guys. Take care. Until the next time we see you on this podcast, follow us on our social media at SoySaf, YouTube channel at SoySaf TV, and our website uh, for the art, latest articles on www, three W's, right? I'm sure there were, SoySaf.com. Till next time, take care.